Good morning, I'm Tom, that's Rich, and we are The 100 Club. And after another frantic week in the IPL, we're here to round up the cricketing world as it stands. Rich, good morning, how are you doing? I am genuinely fantastic today, Tom. It's a, Glad to hear a, it. a week left of the IPL regular season, and we go into the knockouts and then straight into the World T20. It's a, it's a good time. It is, and it's been a good week of cricket. Um, a slightly disjointed tournament we've spoken about that before but actually the quality of the cricket this week has been outstanding i think you, you, uh, i hope you'd agree the greatest tournament ever according to uh, danny morrison I mean, where, where do we stand on danny morrison tom uh if i thought saying hashtag before any word was commentary <laughs> then i'd like him i don't <laughs> I think 90 percent of the time i'm not a huge fan but every now and again it just sort of sprinkles Ooh. a bit of analysis in that sort of brings me back but he's no pommy and bangla that's that's for sure uh, i'm all about sonal gavaska <laughs> yeah. he's all right um should we have a look at the table because it's yes. hotting up as you say with the last week approaching it is what do you make of it Good time to be a CSK or a Delhi Capitals fan, safely into the Eliminators, and they actually uh, play each other next. So sort of yeah. would be a preview of that first v second Eliminator that will take place next week. Well, will but, it, uh, or will they just rest players? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, they're sort of a canny operators at CSK, so I don't know how much they'll give away. And even if they do play sort of the first choice, how much of sort of the the, the secrets source will be given away probably not mm. very much you know they 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 know how to operate at the latter end of tournaments that's yeah that's maybe maybe i'm being cynical there is quite a lot to be gained from uh from qualifying top indeed yeah. um and then we've got really the shootout haven't we for the the fourth spot i mean rcb look fairly i don't think they're mathematically in but i think they they're, they're fairly comfortable they're in third yeah, so they've got Punjab King, Kings today, I think, is it? That's right. That'll be the match at 11 o'clock this morning. Yeah, yeah. big game. Um, yeah, fourth through seventh. And I think the big story, really, as we went into the second half of the tournament, was Mumbai were sat in fourth, weren't they, going into yeah. the uh, the second half of the tournament. And they've had a very poor uh, few weeks, whilst KKR have come up the other way with sort of three wins since the restart, put themselves in fourth place. And some of those big wins early on, um, you know, by, what was it? They won one game within 10 overs. That's made a huge yeah. impact on their net run rate. And they finish off against Sunrisers Hyderabad next, you know, the Bob, the whipping boys, and then finish with Rajasthan Royals. So you could say they're probably odds on at the minute to uh, to claim that fourth spot. Yeah, I, I fancy them. They're looking, as I said, I think last week, they're, they're looking like a form team at the moment. Um, there were some surprising results, though. And as you say, four, four teams, all on 10, playing for that fourth place. Anything could happen. Uh, and I think we saw a bit of that in some of the games this week. So if you yeah. look about, uh, if we have a look through what what we uh, what we liked or otherwise from uh, from the games this week, maybe starting with the games yesterday, because we saw in the in the second game yesterday, Rajasthan Royals beating top team CSK by seven wickets on an absolute belter of a pitch, and that has absolutely transformed the Rajasthan chances of making that fourth spot. I think. Yeah, I think it looked like um csk we're gonna get up to something sort of 150 160 ish but i think they scored 90 off the last six overs you know guy quad got his uh got his ton fantastic innings he's been such good form this second yeah. half. uh and the other big one for csk that is jadeja in that finisher role has been absolutely brilliant mm. you know that, take that game uh, you know 38 when they beat kkr by two wickets that was again jadeja going ballistic uh at the end to take them home but um, but yesterday something just clicked for Rajasthan. The, the, the batting just worked, and you know, they did it so easily. 
by uh, they had 15 balls left, didn't they? Yes, it was something like that. I mean, seven wickets was the margin. Um, it was all down to me. I mean, let's not take anything away from Gaikwad's image. Uh, sorry, innings, because fantastic. Now wearing the orange cap proudly yeah. around in the outfield with uh, over 500 runs in the tournament. But then that power play from uh, from Rajasthan, I think they hit 81 in the power play for one. That's right. That's right. They were 81 for one in the power play. It was an yeah, is... absolute assault. Evan Lewis, 27 off 12. You know, Jaiswal yeah. again, impressive, fifty off twenty-one. Yeah, and then uh, you know, you know Dubey got some runs as well. So yeah, very impressive chase by the by the Royals. It was, and uh, Sam Curran and Josh Hazelwood were on the receiving end somewhat. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good afternoon for Tim R. Mills. I think looking ahead to twenty <laughs> in that respect. Yeah, Sam Sam Curran went for fifty-five off his four overs, so not an afternoon for him to uh, to enjoy. No, uh, David William, my book anyway. Um, the previous game that. <laughs> <laughs> The previous game that day, actually, was also a, an interesting one. Again, um, perhaps not a shock in this case, but Mumbai Indians look in real trouble, having lost there to the, the Delhi Capitals. They do. I think we mentioned it on the last episode, the Delhi Capitals bowling lineup really continues to impress. And yeah. uh, that was the key in that win yesterday. Aksar Patel, Avesh Khan and Andre Norki amongst the wickets. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't a particularly uh, challenging total Um uh, <laughs> The, the, the MI set and Delhi Capitals made a bit of hard work of it. I think they were sort of 93 for six at one stage. Yeah. But it was uh, Shreyas Ear and Ravi Ashwin who, who, who took them home. But and, uh, MI uh, just, Hetmeyer just, as well did all right. Yeah, Hetmeyer had a, had a little cameo there as well. But it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just not quite clipped for, for Mumbai. I mean, they did have that win in match 42 against the uh, the Punjab Kings. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that game of 39 where they were you know, well short of RCB with 165 for six. Um, it's not what we expect from, from Mumbai Indians at the latter stage of an IPL. No, and that's four out of the last five lost. Um, I think they had three on the bounce they'd lost in the UAE since the restart, and then they had that win there at match 42 uh, against the Punjab Kings, as you say. But um, I, I'm not confident for them. They don't appear to be firing. Uh, but no. as you've said before, never write them off, perhaps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, well, other... go on. Yeah. Well, a few other points to to throw in from our um, you know perspective here. You know, as a hundred club, George Garton made his debut in match forty three for RCB. Took one for thirty in uh, in that victory for them. Yeah. And I would also point out the Sunrisers Hyderabad finally managed to get a win in match forty. They brought Jason Roy in for that game, his debut in the in uh, for Sunrisers. Sorry. Um, and he scored 60-odd in that game in a sort of to win, to win, well, not win the match for them, but go a long way to, to chasing down that total. So quite impressed with uh, with those contributions from the Englishman. But really, for me, Tom, the, the story of these 10 games has been how much the Indian domestic players yeah. have been in the starring roles throughout. It hasn't been necessarily the overseas stars or sort of the Indian kind of Test One Day team. It's really been a lot of the uncapped domestic players who you know, shone, you know, the likes of... You know, Ravi Bishnoi for Punjab Kings, the leg spinner, has been you know, fantastic. We mentioned Guy quite earlier. Harshal um, Patel. Harshal Patel. Uh, the absolute storm. Yeah, Avesh Khan, we talked about him a little bit. Yep. Um, Jai Swal as well for Delhi Cap uh, for Rajasthan Royals. Yeah, so yep. quite just shows the, um, the strength and depth of Indian cricket at the minute that these guys are, are winning matches for their teams. Absolutely. And I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. You know, I'm a big fan of players like Andrew Sampson, who's now being rewarded with a captaincy as a young age. I think there's a problem for the Indian Premier League sometimes is when they focus too much on the big name sort of fading stars. 
that actually it takes away from some of the quality of the cricket. And I like seeing the youngsters playing well, getting game time, you know, showing their talent. And I think almost you've seen the, the flip side of it this week in Chris Gale, uh, yeah. withdrawing from the tournament to go and get some rest, rest up for the World Cup, but absolutely no form at all. Yeah, and again, I think it was being picked on reputation more than yeah. more than form. And I think the, the Punjab Kings look a better side without him, honestly. I mean, the challenge as well for, for, for Chris Gale is that he's almost a liability in the field now because you, yeah. know, you have to hide him somewhere. And you know, a, a game of such small margins, having to have a passenger in the field at this level is actually quite tricky. So if he's not contributing with the bat, and he's not really bowled much this season either. You know, we yeah. always thought of Chris Gale as a very useful spinner, but if he's just there at the top of the order hitting a runner ball then probably best on a beach in the uh, caribbean recuperating well i'm not going to write him off either let's see what the world cup does but <laughs> i think he is unfortunately in the sunset of his career i think that is uh, fair to say and maybe yeah. maybe maybe i'm in cash maybe so i mean he's still got a lot to offer and still a fantastic yeah. player in his pomp to watch Oh, yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Loved it over the years. So whilst we're on this topic, I thought, Rich, we would you like to do a little bit of who's hot and who's not as we approach the World Cup? Absolutely. I think it's uh, <laughs> it's sort of it's well, it's it's a key narrative, especially for overseas yeah. fans of the IPL. You know, we're watching our players in that tournament, thinking a little bit ahead to the World Cup and yep. thinking, OK, well, who's informed, who's not informed? How's that going to okay. impact selection? So I don't think you'll you'll take long to work out whether they're hot or not when I show you the pictures. But uh, I'm going to bring up actually two honourable mentions straight up, actually, for players who aren't going to the World Cup, but who might have been going in Glenn Maxwell and Faf du Plessis, uh, who are both playing really well in the IPL. Um, OK, so these players are going to the IPL. What do you reckon? Owen Morgan, hot or not, Rich? It's not been a great month or two for Owen Morgan. I mean, he always looks completely you know, unfazed out of the field. Uh, he had that little sort of you know, run-in with um, Ravi Ashwin last last week yeah. as well. If I could point out, I'm completely with Ravi Ashwin on this. Mm. Um, I, I really don't like this whole thing in cricket about you know, players ha having to self-police and sort of the, the, the standards of the game. Um, you know, the, the, for those who haven't seen it, the incident was the ball ricocheted off a, um, I think the bat batter at the other end, I can't remember who it was. Ashwin took the overthrow without realising it. I think it was Richard Pant, maybe. Yeah. Uh, without realising that had happened. And then you know, Morgan and Southie had a go at him because it's sort of against the spirit of the game to run a, an overthrow in that way. But for me, let the umpires decide. If it's legal, let the players do it. But anyway, that wasn't Morgan's finest hour, but it's his batting that's the, uh, the real issue. Since the restart, seven... Eight, zero, two, sixteen runs, averaging at four. Only I've got him at seventeen. Uh, I'll, uh, I've got him at seventeen. Um, you got seventeen yeah. runs in five <laughs> matches. Get your calculator out. No, that's what I said. Seven, eight, zero, two. Okay. Uh, no, that's what I just said. Okay. I thought you said add add seven plus eight, fifteen. Add two. Not the point. None. Nothing over in double figures. That's the important point. <laughs> indeed, indeed, and. The issue is you've got limited spots in the England T20 side. They are ranked number one in the world. And you have a guy down at CSK who is playing well, Moeen Ali. He is batting in the top three for CSK, scoring runs. And we saw in the summer that he is a very good captain of the Birmingham yeah. Phoenix. He led that side incredibly well. I don't think Morgan adds enough value as a captain alone 
to justify a place in the side. So I would like to see uh, Moeen skip aside, Bairstow come in as the additional bat, have Roy Butler, Bairstow, Moeen, Livingston, and at the moment, unless he can do something in the last two games, I don't think Morgan starts the uh, starts the T uh, Twenty World Cup for me. That would be a huge call, and I don't think it's the call that the ECB are going to make. I'm going to be, you know, no, realistically, no. I don't think they're going to make that call. I mean, Kolkata uh, Night Riders. I think their fans have been calling for <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> the removal of Owen Morgan for some time. They, they don't see the captaincy uh, ability there. I, I I tend to agree with you. Um, I think. But the reality is, I think Morgan is going to start. And I think that's actually a, a handbrake on England's chances for the World Cup. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I don't I don't disagree that they will pick the Conservative option. I think they will reward Morgan for you know tournaments past. He did win the World Cup in 2019. Mm. But I think if you're going to pick on form, and not just form, I think the critical thing as well is how well Moe and Captain the Phoenix in the summer you know how attractive a side they were to watch so i think and you also have in that in that squad you have you know butler's captain captain before um billings if he comes in billings took kent to the t20 blast title you know was very impressive in his captaincy so you have other options for the captaincy plus in a t20 game with so much of it decided beforehand by the analysts and by the coaches is it so critical you know to have that captain mm. on the field in a t20 game not so sure Depends how many Seattle strategic timeouts you get, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> up next, okay, KR Rahul. In, yes. I, I struggle to say whether he's hot or not because he's always good. I think when I was writing this out, I realised actually it's not hot. He's just consistent, magnificently consistent. But if he can come into a streak of form, I think he is right now. So since the IPL restarted, averaging 39 and a half with the bat. That's pretty good, right? It is, and it's sort of one of those times where the average is like rather than you know, yeah, you know, halfway between what he, you know, hot or not. In, in this case, it feels like he gets 39 every time he plays. That feels yeah. about right. Um, and had that very impressive knock the other day against KKR where he ended up with 67 or 55. You know, didn't quite make mm. it over the line, but was the spine of the innings, as he said <clears> there. But also, the, the impressive thing there was he, he, the way he paced it. So, you know, batting mm. in the power play with Mayan Gagrawal, he, you know, he was quite happy to knock it around whilst you know Agrawal was the the aggressor, and then when it looked like sort of they needed to get the ante, then he was able to sort of bring out some of his his six hitting options. So I think that's that's the kind of impressive thing for me. It's the way he kind of paces his innings and, and reacts to what's happening at the other end. He's a real cricketing brain. He's a team that India, uh, sorry, a player that India will definitely build around. I think it's the kind of player that the England might want Darren Milan to be, or Australia wants Steve Smith to be in there. You know, it, the the spine of that team, and this is to, to sort of drive home that consistency thing. In a hundred, so in all of his T Twenty internationals, a strike rate of one hundred forty-two, not to be sniffed at from batting where he does, but also. At an average of 39.92, pretty close to where he is right now. But um, yeah, yeah, he does. he's absolutely he, doing the job. And he gives a, a pretty stoical, uh, keeps a stoical face as he watches mm. some barely shoddy fielding <laughs> from the Jankies. <laughs> yeah, Pretty one day though. Terrible in the field. Uh, uh, so come that's on. a good fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, should we, uh, should we have another one? Um, yes. What do you think of the form of David Warner? Oh... So sad, isn't it, to see David Warner struggling? Yeah, it's such a, a well liked man in international cricket. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say it's all down to his uh, his sandpapering. <laughs> I don't know. I've never I've never met David Warner. He's probably a perfectly nice chap. Um, 
he is not in good form. He's not mm. played internationally this year. Uh, as you said, just two runs in two matches. But even before that, he was actually mm. scoring a reasonable amount of runs. I think he had a, you know, 195 <clears throat> runs in the tournament to date. But he was only going at just over run a ball, which is not good enough in modern T20 when you're opening the batting. Yeah, um, and it's not like Australia don't have options. You know, again, you know, we we talk back to the players we've watched this summer in England, and uh, you know, Josh Inglis was called into the squad. He's been very destructive at the top of the order. You know, he has he had two centuries, I think, this summer in, in T Twenty. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. Players get older, um, new players come in, and that's just sort of the march of father time. So, I think David Warner yeah. struggling to get into a will be struggling to get into the Australia side. He's got time to rebuild himself, um, but I think the more worrying thing for me at the moment is actually some of the um, the p possible off-field stuff that's going on at the minute. It's clear he's not a happy bunny. He's not even travelling to the Sunrisers games at the minute, and that, there's some cryptic Instagram messages going around. I don't know if you saw them. Uh, he's, he's just not in a good place, I don't think. And so at the moment, you, you wonder about throwing him into the, the, the glare of a World Cup position. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. It's this issue of players being away for a long time from you know friends and family. You always mm. got that issue of you know, the fact they're in bubbles, not necessarily have the freedoms they might do otherwise. Um, I'm not sure situation in terms of whether the family with them at the minute in the UAE. I, I don't think they are. So I think it all takes a toll. You know, it's not yeah. just, they're not just robots playing the game. And uh, but you're right. What I think the biggest thing is sometimes you see a player who's out of form. And they're finding ways to get out. But when you see yeah. them hitting their shots, you think, okay, well, that's the player I remember. So, like, Gail might get six and be out, but it sort of hits a monster six. Um, Warner hasn't even looked like the Warner of old when I've no. seen him in the last few innings. No, I think he needs a, a bit of a reset. Okay, he yeah. might get it. Let's 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 talk about someone who's had a bit of re reset and is finding perhaps the form of their career at the lovely age of 37. Dwayne Indeed. Bravo. The West Indian Darren Stevens, Dwayne Brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit hard. Uh, he's been in fantastic form, um, particularly the IPL since restarting. Eight for 66 across, uh, I think it's just three innings that because he That's got right. rested yesterday. Um, That's, and, good and, stuff. Yeah, less than a runner ball as well. I mean, that's the critical thing there. So, you yeah, know, three for 25, three for 24, two for 17. Um, you know, he's made some, made some um, contributions with the bat as well. Yeah, not so much uh, in the IPL, but also in the CPL. In the CPL as well. I think in yeah. the first game back, I think he had a 20-odd, um, which was sort of yeah. but obviously CSK have been going so well at the top of the order. You know, they, they haven't really needed him as much. But yeah, as you say, influential, just a very canny cricketer, knows what he's doing, uh, adjusts to the surface very quickly. It's been quite interesting. You've you've seen quite a marked difference between the way Dubai, Abu Dhabi and Sharjah have played. Yeah. Sharjah yeah. tends to Sharjah has tended to be the lowest scoring of the grounds. Yeah. Abu Dhabi the highest. Um I did see one comment saying that as it cools down slightly in the UAE as going to the next month, that the pitches might retain a little bit more moisture, might quicken up a little bit as we go into uh, hmm. into that space. But the reason I bring that up is I think his skill as a bowler is to understand the surface he's bowling on straight away and you know modify what he bowls accordingly. So yeah. very canny operator and yeah, really good to see him doing well. He's, yeah, he's bowling around 80% slower balls at the minute um, because, as, as you say, he knows what he's doing. And and I think what he proves to me in recent form is he's got a maturity that so often, I'm afraid to say, sometimes we don't see in the West Indian stars. <laughs> uh, and I think they'll be really benefit from having him in that team. So to bring the experience, I think we've heard Josh Hazelwood talk about it in the last week or two, 
saying about the positive influence that Dwayne Bravo is having on him as a performer. He's had some good performances yesterday, so yesterday aside. Um, I'm excited about seeing Dwayne Bravo uh, continuing on into the World Cup. Yeah, and it's easy to fixate on the explosive batting lineup that the West Indies will bring to the World Cup. But there's also sort of a very canny set of bowlers there as well. So as a, typified by, by Bravo. Absolutely. So it's not been such a busy week uh, in the rest of the world for cricket. Um, clearly, we had the fifth ODI for England New Zealand. It was a bit of a drubbing, to be fair, with the series all over. Um, Tammy well, we Beaumont to... hitting a century last Sunday. Yeah, we have to give a shout out to Tammy Beaumont for a fantastic 100 at her home yeah. ground at Canterbury. But you're right, it was a bit of a damp squib. England's yeah, posting 347, which was their... Sixth ever highest total, and I think it was the highest New Zealand have ever conceded. So, yeah, yeah good, good for England. It was. Um, so what we have had, uh, just to sort of bring this show to a, a conclusion, as it were, is uh, some news on what the schedule looks like uh, next year. Um, we have some big news coming up in the IPL on the 25th of October with the next two franchises being announced. Um, the focus for those being uh, on the, the Hindi-speaking regions of India up in the north and east, and I think... Ahmedabad looking like a favourite out of the six applicants. But we'll get to them when they're announced, perhaps, unless you've got a strong... Yeah, uh, well, I mean, Ahmedabad would make sense. You've got the, the Modi Stadium there, you know, 100,000 capacity. And yeah. you did have Gujarat Lions in for a couple of years uh, before they dropped out. So I don't know who the other team would be in the north. I mean, maybe somewhere Uttar Pradesh, you know, huge population, doesn't have a team at the minute, you know, mm. potential up, up, up that sort of way. I'm, but, uh, I'm hoping see. for... I'm hoping for Garam Masala because it's such a, an amazing ground, a beautiful uh, setting. But that that's probably not the uh, the criteria they're going to be using. It's going to be the number yeah. of thousands of crore being offered. Uh, uh, for, I would be uh, very. I would be put it this way. I would be very surprised if uh, Ahmedabad doesn't get a team. Yeah, let's put it that way. Um, so let's have a look instead at the uh, the English uh, schedule announcements for this week. And not all of these are 100%. Some of this is conjecture, but it's looking like the following uh, uh, is shaping up. And we've spoken a lot on this uh, program podcast about um, how English scheduling is terrible. So <laughs> have they made enough choices here? So the 100 in the Royal London Cup, the ODI format, will run concurrently again next year through August Um can we can we say that's okay for a second year? Yeah, it's okay. Um, I think the Royal London Cup, as it stands at the minute, has to run concurrently with the hundred. Otherwise, the mm -hmm. county players who are involved in the, who aren't involved in the hundred basically have a month off in the middle of summer. I don't think that quite works. It it, it becomes a developmental tournament. Um, the question is, you know, whether we can do something else in terms of a shorter ODI tournament. You know, sort of people have talked about like kind of the FA Cup of cricket, yeah, type thing. Bring in all the mind counties as well. Sort of, um, you know, have the way you know, sixty on all the way up and just do it as a straight knockout through the summer. I think that's that's a reasonable idea that won't take up a lot of time in the schedule. I like yeah. the fact that the T Twenty Blast is a bit more contained now, so it yeah. will finish pre hundred. You know, it will go all the way through. Um, yeah, and then the international cricket comes in as well. And good to see as well that we're playing the Netherlands. Um, yeah, so three important. three ODIs against the Netherlands in late June. I think that, that is good. I think they'll be shuffling around the dates a little bit, but it won't be the 18. Let's be brutally honest. It'll be a, a, a sort of a, well, not England A, you know what I mean. But it won't be like the first choice team, I don't think, but it'll be a chance actually for some, some of those players to come up and show a bit in, in a good quality competition. Yeah, um, indeed. I mean, the critical thing about the, the county championship matches to be held in July is not that people think there's not enough county championship. It's that they were annoyed that there wasn't county championship leading into the test series. So I can see how they've answered that. 
They've yeah. got before the first test, but there's still again, there's still a big gap there. And 17th of August, that is quite late because I think the India test series this summer started, what was it? It was basically the first week. First of August. August. First, August, yeah, somewhere first around of August. So this is almost three weeks later. Yeah. It means that, you know, well, there's there's time to fit in that additional one-off test against India, which is supposedly definitely happening now. But um, yeah. we shall see. And, and, and yeah, and what I haven't put, I haven't put all of the England fixtures that are announced. Yeah. I think the, the, the South Africa uh, test series represents the last of the fixtures uh, in the schedule that they've announced so far. So everything up to the end of yeah. August, beginning of September is pretty much set. And as you say, there's the India test, there's the, uh, a white ball series against India in there. Uh, I think that's at the end of July, just dovetailing neatly with the start of the 100. I don't know if they're trying anything there. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be too conspiratorial. Maybe that we might one day see the BCCI release some players for the 100 or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see the winner of the 100 play the winner of the IPL. That'd be good. <laughs> The super championships. Okay, Rich, that's been a, <laughs> that's been a decent canter through. A lot of IPL business to look forward to this week with the eliminators and the qualifiers uh, up from next Sunday. So we'll be looking forward to those, along with um, you know a, a good smattering of international cricket this week. So hopefully, hopefully you you're going to be able to keep an eye on it. I will do my best. Good, and we hope you can too as well. If you have any questions, stick them down below in the comments. Whack us a like and a subscribe. We do really appreciate that. And otherwise, we'll see you here soon on The 100 Club. Bye.